trenches. True players, we live, homie. No front and always talk about something. So take it over. You know that the wait is over. That in your face commentary is fire in the show up. We talk about sports, finance, and relationships. True players, we always playing the greatest hits. 1804, that mean Hades lit. Mothers feel the true players like baby kicks. A live podcast is hard as hard hats. Real life shit that true players will talk that. So tune in and watch the whole world zoom in. When they hit it, they What's good, everybody? It's man, Big Dog, coming live and at you with True Players Podcast episode. Up here on a Sunday morning. Today's a happy day um, for a lot of us. We got rid of a president who was, no, who was horrible from the jump. But uh, for me personally, it's, it's a great day because uh, two things. Me being a Mets fan, Steve Cohen officially closes on the sale of the Mets. Which I will be talking about a little bit later in the podcast, as well as Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, our president and vice president elect of the United States of America. The four years of um, tyranny is over for Donald Trump, so we're going to see what's going to happen from there. But before I touch on those two subjects, I want to speak on a few things. Um, first, I want to congratulate the LA Dodgers. They win the World Series 4 2 against the. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays, um, but there was some controversy after they won the won the um, World Series involving Justin Turner. Now, everybody's blaming Justin Turner because he felt that he should uh, should have wore a mask or the team team picture, which I that I agree with. But my problem is with Major League Baseball. How could you let let him play knowing that he had a, he was positive for coronavirus? How could you let him play? In six innings, only to pull him on the seventh inning because you find, find out during the game that he had COVID-19. He was tested positive again. I have a very big issue with that because aren't you supposed to have the results before the game starts? I don't want to hear nothing about he got past security and things like that. I don't want to hear it because the fact of the matter is he should not have been playing the game in the first place. Now everybody's up in arms like, oh, we're worried about Dave Roberts, who's a cancer survivor. You weren't concerned about him for the first six, first six innings of the game? You weren't concerned about the, all, all the Dodgers teammates who was, who was exposed to him in the first six, six innings of the game? Now you worry about him exposing the team during a team picture, celebrating a World Series title. This man has been in the last three, he's, this man, just turned has played in the last, played in the last three of the last four World Series. And he finally won his first World Series title. Ain't no one's going to stop him from going out and celebrating with his teammates. Coronavirus or not. It's a failure on Major League Baseball because as healthcare, me working in the healthcare field, I know the game. Those are the results at that stage with Major League Baseball. They should get, they should have got that before the game. Before the game. And he would have sat out the game, but only this is only one reason why they they, they uh, allowed him to play because they didn't want the series yet. They didn't want they didn't want the rest to be marred by a COVID nineteen um, positive test. And then you had to shut it down and start another week later. But they were playing in a bubble, so you know, I, I, do I feel that he should just sort of should have been fine? I don't I don't think he should be fine. But he should catch a mulligan for not for still 
but knowing that he had COVID-19, exposing his teammates at, at, at the end of the game. She kept his mask on. I understand, you know, the excitement of winning, winning your first World Series title. But you should have been uh, more, you know, looking out for your teammates more. That's what being a good and great teammate is. I'm not saying he's a bad teammate at all, but in, in that very precious um, moments and minutes, he was a very bad teammate. But that's, that's not taking away his contribution to the Dodgers winning the World Series. That's all I got to say about him. But once again, congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers winning the World Series. And as we segue now to one of my favorite subjects of the of the week, Stephen Cohen is officially the New York Mets majority owner. It, I'm so excited about the aspect of finally having an owner since Nelson Doubley, who's going to invest in his team to win a championship. I felt that um, Fred Wilpon, most, mostly his son, was pretty much in the way. I think Fred, Fred, well, Fred, Fred, Fred wanted to win. It wasn't about who he wanted he could control. It was about him being a general manager. I, I truly believe Fred Wilpon wanted to win as much as anybody. But his son was just in the way which facilitated this move to have Steve Cohen by the Mets. Don't, don't forget the Bernie Madoff situation also facilitated this move also. And um, Stephen Cohen is the new owner, new majority owner of the New York Mets. Um, the Wilpons do have a 5% stake in the team, so they'll still be around, but you won't hear much from them anymore. And um, he hired, like I said, he hired Steve, Steve Alderson, I mean, Sandy Olson, I'm sorry, Sandy Olson, and boy, they clean house so fast in that front office. Um, the most prominent names is Brody Van Wagenen or Mamanaya. The latter of the two kind of surprised me because of, because of his already like good relationship with Steve Cohen, which is all Mamanaya. I thought he was going to be hanging on, staying in as a as a scout for the organization, but he's gone. So where does that leave all Mamanaya? We don't know what Brody's going to do. He's going to go back to CAA and take back his office as a big, big time power agent. I mean, I think what what happened was Brody. He he thought he thought with his uh, he thought he had the magic to turn the team around and and all his um, how can I say this? Try to speak things into existence. Type of mentality that the team's going to win. The team's going to be great. And the, what's, what happened was he made poor trades, which not only hurt the team short-term, but also hurt the team long-term. And I say this because the trade for Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano, if you listen to pre- my previous podcasts, I did tell you Robinson Cano hurt the flexibility of the Mets financially and on the field and in the lineup. Yes, Robinson Cano did have a good season this year, Albeit it was 60 games, didn't have a good season. However, he took away the flexibility of you, you. You put Jeff McNeil out in the outfield. He's not an outfielder. He's a second baseman. Um, should be somewhere in the infield. And now you have a situation which now you you got two very good first basemen in Don Smith and Peter Alonso. And my opinion, I feel that a lot Peter Alonso should start taking some ground balls at third base. To see if you can play third base because even though they keep a DH for next year, I feel that in the event 
that they take away the DH from from National League the year after, you got to have a place for uh, Pete Alonso to play. And I feel that his position should be third base. And so I thought it just came to my mind a couple of days ago, maybe you should try to give him a place in left field. That's something to mention, you know, things to definitely think about. Keep both bats in the lineup. I'm not trading either of either of them, even though some people in the in the, in the Mets group that I'm in feels like you gotta trade one of them. I'm I'm in the I'm in the super minority in, in regards to that. You don't trade away young talent. With those guys in the middle, those two guys in the middle of the, middle of the lineup could be some great things for the next ten years, which includes signing re-signing Conforto, um, and you got Jeff McNeil on the top of the lineup batting second. And what the things would do is uh, what do with Ahmed Rosario because Jimenez should be the state blessed shortstop. He's on third base, means he's not a uh, you could throw him at second base, but Cano's there, so that's going to be a, a chore for Sandy to do. Try to find a way to either uh, get rid of Cano's contract, or what you, the MS may have to do is definitely talk to Cano and, and tell him he may have to play some third base. So just so I can have McNeil or Jimenez there full time. You know. It may not be bad for Cano to play some third base, you know, because it may save his legs, may be able to play more games. You never know what's going to happen. But now with the Sandy's job is trying to find out who's gonna be the next general manager. You know, I've seen reports it could be Willie Bean coming to the Mets, it could be um, John Rico, who's been there for years under Omar, under Sandy, under under Brody. You know, John Rico knows the organization, knows the players on the my league system. He, I think he has inside track at getting the job. And there's a few other, other um, candidates outside of the organization um, who are candidates for the position. But, you know, like I said, I'm just excited to the fact that, you know, we don't have to deal with Will Ponds, you know, penny pinching for players. It's time for us to shop at the, at the, at the um, biggest market because we, New York is a big market organization. We should, we should act like one. Not no coupon, not no um, refund, um, discounted, discounted players, discounted uh, organization for a cheap way, you know. But we also got to draft properly also. My thing is that I'm very big on depth. What depth does is keeps you competitive for years beyond the window that you set for yourself. And when you got other guys, you got pitchers getting old, you know, you got someone in the, in the minor leagues as a pipeline that's ready to take your spot. They're ready to rock and roll and not miss a beat. And that's how I feel this organization, mental organization has failed in regards to that as far as Developing players in the minor leagues. Yes, they got some now. They got McNeil, they got Alonzo, they got Smith, they got Conforto. It's a good start. Good start there. Now let's, let's keep on keep on going so this team can compete for the next ten years. Because let me tell you something, the Braves are not going away. The Marlins are coming up. The Nationals are making a come will make a comeback next year. So that NL East is going to be a tough division to win. Only way you're gonna only way you're going to win. Is have depth in your position players as well as pitching. And somebody, find somebody to fix Steven Metz. 
someone needs to fix him. He, if he pitches to his potential, this 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 rotation with no one coming back, you sign another uh, starting pitcher, whether it's Trevor, if it's Trevor Bauer. You know, I don't want I don't want Marcus Stroman because he talks too much and he does, and he and he put and he puts it out the season this year. So I don't I don't want him on the team. He talks too much shit. Shut the fuck up and go somewhere and go hide. Go somewhere, some go go somewhere and fucking hide. I don't want to see your ass. I want to hear from you. What you pulled this year was bullshit. You got your service time so you so you can become a free agent, then you then you fucking opt out for the season because of COVID. Fuck out of here. But now the thing is with Steven Sandy Olson, what he's going to do with now with Luis Rojas. So now we have to guys, we have to consider. Does Louis Rojas stay in the organization as a manager? Or is it going to be reassigned? That's the next step. Well, everybody who wants Wally Backman to come and, and manage the New York Mets, that will not happen as long as Sandy Alderson is in the organization. So forget that noise, kill that noise. Good dreams. That dream will never happen. Even though it should happen, but it will never happen. Well, Sandy's in Sandy's in office. This is Sandy's show, guys. For all my Met fans, wake up. This is Sandy's show. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about, about football. I'm not gonna say much about the New York Jets. They suck. Um, Donald's not playing this week, this Monday, because of the shoulder. Um, Adam Gates is still coach. I don't know why. The team to watch in New York is this. the Giants. Even though the Giants are one and one and seven, I believe they're a the much more entertaining team to watch. And the Giants, for the most part, should have four wins on their docket. And the reason why they don't have four wins, I'm sorry to say this, but everyone's jumping on Sam. Jump, everyone's jumping on Sam Donald's back about him not being the quarterback of the Jets. How they should draft Trevor Lawrence. The Giants fans, you need to look at um, your man Daniel Jones. Is he the quarterback for your team? He does great things. I know he does some great things, but it comes down to clutch situations. This season, he's fumbled, threw bad interceptions. You know, he, he was in the, the throw that he the throw he made to Deion Lewis to, to, um, for the two point conversion to tie the game. Was late. As soon as, he, as soon as he snapped the ball, he should have thrown it right to um, Deion Lewis. It would have been an easy two-point conversion. Would have went to overtime against the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay um, Buccaneers, which was a hell of a game Monday night. It was a very good game. I'm surprised the Giants moved the ball against the, the Tampa Bay Buck defense the way they did. But to give Tampa Bay credit, they make some big plays defensively. Got some big time turnovers, and, and they were they were lucky, but you know, luck luck does play into the um, games as well, you know. So, you know, the Giants fans need to consider, you know, looking at Daniel Jones. Is he the answer at quarterback for you guys? And if he's not the answer, Gettleman's not going to have a job. I feel Gettleman should have been fired years ago, in my opinion. Jerry, I think Jerry Reese did a better job than he did, that he has over the over the long course 
the time. You know, Jerry Reed said, along with, um, of course, you got the quarterback. They weren't wrong about the quarterback. Gentlemen seems to be wrong about the quarterback. The offensive tackle, um, Andrew Thomas, he's going to have struggles in the first year. I mean, granted, you know, the New York Jets have tackled. Um, Kai Beckton is, is, is a beast already. He's a beast already. But, you know, so, some people flourish quickly. Some people take some time to, from the, um, to reach their potential. And that takes good coaching. It takes good mentoring in the offensive line. So we're going to see what happens this week with the Giants. Like I said, Giants need to protect the football. Daniel Jones needs to stop fumbling. Stop throwing bad interceptions. Like Joe Judge says, it's better to take a sack than give, than, take, than give the ball away. Live for another down. And all this bullshit about Golden Tate and his wife popping off at this, letting his wife pop off at the mouth about how you're not getting the ball enough and shit like that. Do me a favor. This is the problem with these women. They think they know everything about a sport that their husband plays. Keep your name, keep your mouth out of the business of football. That's not your domain. Not because you don't coach it. You're, you're putting your husband in, in, in a bad light. Whatever you say behind closed doors between you and your husband should say should stay behind closed doors. That's what a marriage is about. It's not for you to air out his grievance. It's up to him to air out his grievance. That's why he was put that's why he was playing with the scout team during practice this whole week. That's why he was sent home. Not because of something that he said, which is true, he should be talking it more. But however, because you 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 as a wife couldn't keep your mouth shut. Wanted to go on Twitter and be thugged out. Now, you know, sweetheart, sit there, keep your mouth shut. Let your let your husband collect his paycheck. All right, because right now, you know. You don't even know the way you act. You may cost my paycheck. Look what happened to Kaepernick when he was over with the Baltimore Ravens and Nessa spoke up against the owner of Baltimore. People forgot about that. Everyone seems to be concerned about him being blackballed by the NFL. But he had this opportunity, and his and his girlfriend opened her mouth and fucked it up. So that's all I'm saying, right? Saying this about now, we just hope that the, the, the Giants play very well and get a win this week. The Jets. Flacco's gonna be starting. Flacco acts like he don't even Flacco Flacco acts like he doesn't even want to play. I don't blame him. Team is bad. You trade away you just trade away Avery Williamson to the Steelers, which you know Avery Williamson is happy about. Going from 0-17 to a 7-0 team, the opportunity to play in the Super Bowl. I'm just sad I didn't get a chance to see him play with C.J. Mosley in the um, in, on the field in the defense. I'm just sad about that. As Joe Joe Douglas continues his uh, Mike McCadden player pur- player purge, as I call it, he had noticed say during a press conference that he feels that Adam Gates is part of the solution. Man is smoking. He's on high. He's high as hell. Part of the solution, he's part. He is the main culprit of the problem of the New York Jets. And let me tell you something. Greg Williams is not, is not the answer either. The way his defense played last year, 
that defense should have held up this year. Giving up 80-yard runs on the first play of the game. Giving up, giving up a 55-yard 50, run on third and 31. That's on Greg Williams, man. Not on the head coach. It's on Greg Williams, too. That's his defense. Defense that was top 10 last year. Oh, by the way, with Jamal Adams, Mike McCannon, Mike McCannon pick. Shout out to Mikey Mack. So, we're going to uh, segue off football for now. Love to talk to you guys more about football. Let's get back. Let's get back to the main news. After so many days, November 3rd, that night, I didn't only, I only said two hours that night. So I, was so, I was so worried about seeing this guy. Number 45, getting another four years. It scared the fuck out of me, guys. It scared the fuck out of me. But I'm glad everybody came out and voted. Everybody came out as, as a united front to get rid of the tyranny, the four-year tyranny of, of number 45. Once again, I want to congratulate President-elect Joseph R. Biden, Jr. and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris on their victory of obtaining the White House in January. They got a lot of work to do, especially with the coronavirus situation, as well as the economy, as well as, as well as amongst other things. But the most important thing is now is to reunify this country that's been divided over the past four years due to racial, um, racial rhetoric by number 45, by his minions coming out in the forefront Showing off their racial, um, showing off their racial um, truths about them. They came out the closet. All them closet racists all came out the closet. And let's, now we got to put them back into bed, and forever. This guy thought about he's not gonna leave the White House. He wants to recount. He's gonna sue everybody. Fuck you. Fuck you. Your ass is coming out that damn White House one way or the other. If I was president-elect, if he doesn't leave the White House, I'd be like, I would call for call for um, a criminal charge and treason. Not doing, not, but not doing doing the American duty of um, surrendering surrendering your seat as president to the new incoming president. I consider that treason. Something that if, if you know, lucky, lucky, Joe Biden's not me. So I would definitely brought that up. I would try to charge him treason. I I legally I legally won the election. There was no there was no um collusion. There was no uh uh someone tampering with the election like they did in twenty sixteen for you. There was none of that shit. It was just people going out there and vote. People registering and going out there and vote. That's why you lost. They got tired of your bullshit. You couldn't you couldn't handle a damn fucking COVID COVID virus. That's why you fucking lost, you dumb idiot. All this pompous talk. This the White House not no fucking apprentice show. You made a mockery of this country. Everyone outside, everyone outside the outside of this country is laughing at us. Because you're punk ass. So give up the goddamn office. You don't deserve it. You don't have it. 
come January, get the fuck out nice and smooth. And go go to Florida. Because your bum ass ain't, ain't, ain't welcome to New York. Your bum ass is definitely not welcome to New York. We don't want you in New York. Your, your, your New York says it in the revolt. Crack a little baby. You know what I'm saying? Fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. We got a new president in town. We got a new vice president in town. And before, before, before I'm going to want to apologize for Kamala Harris, vice president-elect. I said somewhere on my previous podcast that um, the only time she sits of black is when she has AKA, AKA sorority beavers. And that vice president-elect, I want to apologize for you on the True Place podcast. That's one for me to say. I was caught up in my emotions and... That, that first of I'm going to apologize for you directly on the True Blaze podcast. Hope you accept my apology. And now I understand that, you know, you are the vice president-elect. Joe Biden is the president-elect. We, got, we all got to work together to solve the ills that this president now has brought to the country, brought the vision. We got to bring back the unity. And that, for me, that's the first step of me by apologizing to bring back unity back to our country, which is very important. This is the United States, not the divided states of America. This is not the MAGA states of America. This is the United States. Everyone, every single person in this country counts. And it's time for us to go back to that. However, I'm going to say this. So I know you guys are going to do a, 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 you do a much better job than this, this fool has done. However, you know, once you guys take office in January, you guys are on the clock. People have questions. What are you going to do about police brutality against blacks? What are you guys going to do about unemployment? What are you guys going to do um, for, to bring back unity back to the country? I think both of your speeches last night was very beautiful, and you guys are seeing, you guys are on, on the track to bring the United States together. But it's, go, it's going to be hard to bring those Trump supporters to your side because they're blinded by hatred and racism, two demonic traits, and bigotry. It's going to be tough, tough task. But I, 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 from what I heard from your speeches um, last night. I believe you guys will be on the right on the right track to get that going. And most importantly, everyone wants to know is how, what is your, what are you got, what are your guys' plans to 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 erase COVID nineteen from this country and from the world? What is your plan? What's the course of action? Because people are itching to go back to normal. Itching. I want to be able to travel freely without without having to come back home and have to quarantine for two weeks and get paid not get paid for it. I want to go to Florida. I want to go to Georgia. I got interest in getting some, some property in both both states, which I can't do now because if I were to leave, were to go to Florida, but if I go to Georgia, I had to, when I come back home, I have to quarantine for two weeks without pay. That's the most important thing on everyone's mind: is how you guys going to handle COVID nineteen? How are you going to get this done? Like I said, your speeches yesterday was beautiful. You guys seem like have seen. You guys have a plan. You're bringing back the task force. Let's let's strengthen the task task force. Let's get some um, doctors on the field who are treating these people with COVID COVID nineteen involved as well. 
That's one idea I do have. Hope you guys take that. So, like I said, congrats, Joseph Biden, Kamala Harris, on your victory. Don't let this guy, Donald Trump, sweat you with this losses and bullshit like that. Just throw it out. Toss it out. And I'll make sure and make sure everybody get their stimulus checks. That's what we that's what we need also. So on the, on this this end, this is your man Big Don. I want to sign up for the True Players Podcast. You can watch a podcast on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel at True Players Podcast, which is T-R-U-P-L-A-Y-A-Z Podcast for all video content of the podcast. If you want to show this to, to the audio in your cars, at work, on your break time, you can listen to it on Spotify, Anchor, Spreaker, Joey G Radio, which is joeygradio.com, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, I miss some TuneIn Radio, and all, all other podcast um, platforms, True Players Podcast is on all other um, podcast, pla- um, podcast platforms. Any feedback, comments, and complaints, you can definitely hit me up on my email, trueplayerspodcast, T-R-U-P-L-A-Y-A-Z, podcast at gmail.com. It's your man, Big Dom. I'm going to sign up on this podcast on a Sunday morning. I'll you guys later. Peace.